0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first
1: three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Joining us right now from the MLB Network, former general manager and now new bogish friend is <laughs> Dan O'Dowd. Dan, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, Andrew's my buddy now, guys. So <laughs> it easy on the show, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, was he any good on Friday, Dan? <laughs> hey, hey, Dan.
0: You know, actually, he carried
1: the entire show. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow, how about that? Carried the how show. How about that? Dan's a good liar. Now, when, <laughs> when the producer came up to you, Dan, it was like, all right, we got Pena. Of course, we've got the host, Severino. And then we've got Andrew Bogish. What did you say to that? Who the hell is
2: Bogus? That is the correct answer. (laughs) What are his analytics?
1: And then then when you looked him up, you're like, this guy does middle school girls' soccer (laughs) play-by-play, and we have him on as our like World Series (laughs) panelist. To be honest, there, Dan, you are. The silence is deafening, Andrew. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the silence that we had more last more week talent. when I was first invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway. But he, he did well, right? He represented us yeah, well, Dave? He then. did,
0: yeah. He showed up well for you guys. You know, he carried the torch extremely well. He, he will get invited back today. He didn't use any foul language wasn't derogatory yeah. in any way so he's got a good chance getting invited back again at some point at
2: least within the next five years hmm. <laughs> no 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 HR <laughs> issues or yeah. anything
0: yeah.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> that's, that's great and he did uh, we made him rank the people he worked with from nicest to not nicest and he did rank you first by the way yeah he? of course
2: yeah, yeah
0: I am I'm a nice guy
2: you <laughs> <laughs> gotta get to know me a little bit more before he realizes that I'm not a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> now Dan before we get to the world series we had a a Rockies player in studio yesterday, Charlie Blackman. uh, You you were instrumental in bringing him to the Rockies, am I correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. He was part of our draft class, Bill Schmidt. He's a young man out of Georgia Tech, and I'm sure the same thing, you guys saw the same thing we saw up close and personal. What a bright, articulate uh, guy he is. I mean, he's a really smart guy, very intellectual about the game of baseball, and really understands, you know, the nuances of the game, and I think that's part of what makes him such a special
1: player. And MLB Network's live World Series coverage begins today at 3 p.m. At, from Dodger Stadium. Probably was there yesterday, too. But then MLB Tonight <laughs> will immediately follow the game. So they do an amazing job. Comprehensive coverage on MLB Network. So Clayton Kershaw last night, brilliant uh, contributions from the two scrappy guys. Uh, this Dodgers team did exactly what they they wanted to do last night but how much of an advantage did they gain in your mind when Verlander goes tonight and you would give the pitching uh, matchup edge to Houston in game two you
0: really actually for me the rest of the series kind of swings towards Houston right now obviously guys we all know this is a pivotal game they need to hold serve with Verlander but the Dodgers for me have a you know they have many weaknesses but some of the weaknesses I think are going to show is that you know, the, the slider, the ball that breaks away from the barrel of bat, um, especially with plus velocity, they're going to get that the next three days with Verlander and then McCullers and then Morton. And uh, their ball club, if you look at their lineup, I think really sets up well against left-hand pitching, and that's where getting Corey Seager back was so crucial for them against the really difficult right-handers. But they're going to get three really tough right-handers over the next three games of the series.
2: Now, break down Rich Hill's game for us. Um. Well, you know, I'm sorry I didn't hear you there. you, know, you broke up on me. Rich Hill, would you uh, com- yeah, comment on his me, game? He's going to be fastball command guy. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, his breaking ball is going to work really, really well. Um, but he is going to have to throw more consistent strikes in the fastball. You know, the advantage of the Dodgers is obvious they have in this series is that mm-hmm. they need a good five inning against Rich with Rich Hill because that bullpen they have is lethal. I mean, obviously, to take Clayton Kershaw out of the game last night, so he was cruising, and I don't think he was very happy about coming out of that game. It's because they're so comfortable, you know, with the power arms they've got in the back end of the bullpen. So Rich Hill doesn't have to be great, but he's going to have to be good enough because if Verlander continues to be what we've seen so far in postseason, he's simply unhittable.
1: G. and Jones with Dan O'Dowd of the MLB Network, former GM. With guys like Justin Turner and Chris Taylor, from a GM's perspective, how much of finding guys like that is scouting, and how much of it is luck? Um,
0: actually, I, I do think scouting comes in the sense of you're taking a shot on a player that you know is a baseball player, you know that has great awareness on how to play the game and an instinctive feel to how to play the game. Um, that usually leads to guys that want to do things for what I consider to be self-improvement, but to, but to really envision of what they turned into. Now that's luck. There's skills in the game and there's luck in the game, and that's a lot of luck. And the credit for that goes to one the Dodger development system, but to the the ability of both of these players to say, you know, I'm at a point in time in my career that I've got to do something drastic, and be good enough athletically and have a, a good enough understanding of their body movements. And how to put that all together because they both they both redid their entire approach offensively to how to play the game, and uh, you need things like that to happen, guys. For an organization, even an organization that spends 265 million dollars on players, as the Dodgers did, to be able to take your club from you know one level to the next level, you need what I call surprises like that to happen for you.
2: We've talked to Reed Ryan a number of times uh, over there in the baseball operations with the Astros, sure. and and he's commented on their philosophy of going out and and bringing in guys that are athletes, not just these guys who are in the select baseball leagues year round. He wants well-rounded athletes. Do you think you're going to see more of that uh, in, in baseball? Well, athleticism
0: plays, um, and I agree with you is that you know sometimes now in society where kids play only one sport. I do think athleticism plays and, you know, the ability to be able to to really athletically you – you guys know you're, you're athletes yourself, is that baseball is a ground force explosion game. Everything happens from the ground up. You know, the more you're aware of that, the more you can, you know, master the movements of that, the better baseball player you're going to be. So athleticism plays, and it plays at the highest level. The greatest thing about the game of baseball – is that athleticism can be defined in a lot of different body types. You know, you get two guys in the American League that are going to be one and two in the MVP, and one is 6'7", 265, and the other one's 5'6", 175, wet. Um, So, you know, but they're both really good athletes in their own right. So that's what makes the game of baseball so uniquely different from every other professional sports is that athleticism can, can come in the size and shapes of all different things. But I will tell you, on Taylor and Turner, the two things that you can't measure easily in sport and specifically in the game of baseball is qualities of the heart. Those two young men have tremendous qualities of the heart from a tenacity, grit, perseverance standpoint. They're a testimony of what you can do if you stay after something.
1: What do you make of Adrian Gonzalez not being with the team during the World Series and doing some uh, studio TV work instead?
0: Checked out. I would say he's, you know, I'm only speculating now, but, you know, it's what I get paid to do now. It's, by the way, it's pretty fun to get paid to do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, tell us about it.
0: I, I sense some bitterness there. Uh, and it's a shame, too, because he's been with the Dodgers a long period of time, but they simply were not as good a club with him on it as they are with him not on the roster. Um, but, you know, at some point in time, you know, in all of our lives, there there comes a point of when humility enters the picture and a rationalization of, you know, am I going to be, am I in this for myself or am I in this for my team? And I, I think he chose, am I in this for myself? And I, I don't think that bodes well on him um, as it relates to, you know, how you look at the totality of his career, because his career could be coming to an end right now. Uh,
2: Dan, you mentioned the uh, the inflated uh, salary there uh, on the books for the Dodgers, two thirty. Uh, two hundred thirty million. How sustainable is that?
0: It's not sustainable. That's why it's so crucial that you have players like Bellinger and Seager. You know, guys. No matter how, what kind of payroll you have, I mean, look at the Yankees payroll this year. But now, look at their future. If if you don't develop a core players through your scouting and development uh, departments, you have no chance of any sustained success whatsoever. You may have some short term success. Um, via free agent market or trades for high-dollar players, but you cannot sustain success unless the core of your club is players that you continually develop from within because that's the only way you can control your payroll. A large market club with no payroll flexibility is absolutely no more powerful than a small market club with no payroll flexibility. When, you, when you're a large market club with a lot of payroll flexibility and good, young, controllable assets, assets, that's the most lethal combination in our game.
1: Talking to Dan O'Dowd, a couple more minutes on CBS Sports Radio. Check him out on MLB Network Live. The World Series coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern from Dodger Stadium today. Some of the moves, off-season moves, we've seen already when it comes to managers, Alex Cora the Red Sox after the World Series, Mickey Calloway uh, to the New York Mets, and the firing of Dusty Baker. Um, out of those three, um, which one of, of – well, give me a little bit on Dusty and then and then the two new hires after that.
0: Yeah, I was really stunned on Dusty. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because, you know, within the, the process of an organization, what we see from the outside in is not necessarily sometimes what goes on internally. But, I mean, my gosh, the guy took over a dysfunctional situation in Washington. You know, he's won mid to high 90s, back-to-back years, won a division – you know, two years in a row and, you know, had some unfortunate flat tires in the postseason, but they lost in game five, nine to eight, um, to the Cubs again this year. And so I think it's very difficult to judge a manager on on a short series because I think Lady Luck sometimes takes a, a step above skill level in the postseason. And keep in mind that going into this postseason he lost, you know, the side young award winner Potentially and Matt Scherzer, Matt Scherzer the day before, you know the last game of the season before he's supposed to start Game One of the playoffs. For me, that changed the entire dynamic of the playoffs. Because if you got him starting Game One and Strasburg starting Game Two, I believe they win that series. Uh, because he's potentially starting twice, and you know, and Strasburg might even start twice in that postseason. So I think it changes the dynamics of the entire postseason. So I was shocked, I think they're going to have a very difficult time. Replacing him to that degree, and a lot of pressure now goes on Mike because he's put himself in a position that this next hire has to be all his, and he has to be accountable to
2: that. Do you believe Joe Girardi returns to the Yankees?
0: I think the only reason he doesn't is just tired. Um, These these jobs do come with an expiration date. I I joke with people is that the day you sign up for him is like the bottom of a milk carton is that these jobs are due to expire at some point in time and because they owe, they are so physically, mentally, and spiritually taxing on you. And at some point in time, your tank does run a little dry. Now, most people hold on to them because there's only so few of them. Um, you know, Mitch, I think, is a bright guy um, who probably has financial security in his life, so he can make decisions sometimes different than other people make decisions. The only way he doesn't come back with that exciting young core group of players is he simply needs to take a break.
1: Has there been anybody worse than Bogish that you've worked with? Anybody <laughs> lower, more anonymous than him that you yeah. were shocked? Yeah. Yes? We had
0: one we had one guest on it. Uh, unfortunately the day that Darren Dalton passed away, they started to get into extreme details. It's a committee and they started to get into details about uh, Darren Dalton's ex wives on the show. And uh, if you could have seen the look on Brian Kenny's faces Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, what a
0: story. Now, that's an individual that probably will not get invited back from. <laughs> probably. Oh, my
1: <laughs> yeah, goodness. No way. And now, I know you can't say, but we're going to try to find who that is. <laughs> you
0: could actually pull up the clip on it, too. You will oh, get an Oh, accu- my You'll get a little chuckle out of that entire situation. I'm not sure the people who run the network
1: found that as funny as I did. (laughs) Probably not. No, no, probably not, Dan. Dan, great stuff. We appreciate the time this morning. Thanks. Sure, guys. Have a great day. You too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?